You're listening to the Unshamed Podcast. We talk about important topics that are culturally taboo when it comes to the female body, mind, and soul. We want to break down shame that surrounds these topics so that women can be empowered in their everyday lives. Make sure to like and subscribe and share this with your friends. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Unshamed Podcast. My name is Katie. And Unshamed is sponsored by Zoe Community. Zoe is an organization that equips people to support women in crisis pregnancy. And we talk a lot about ways that we can say no to shame in our culture because Zoe Community is very anti-shame. So today we are going to talk about the menstrual cycle, periods, that kind of stuff. Um, we're going to just do just go all about periods today. Uh, periods are like one of those taboo topics and on Unshamed, this is our thing. We talk about topics that you wouldn't really talk about in casual conversation and usually periods are included in that category. So just to dive right in, we'll cover two things. Um, the cycle, dun, dun, dun. as you can see over here, we got a little illustration there. We'll, we'll talk about that later. And, and you know, the cycle, like why we do what we do and all that. And then the second thing is we'll talk about what to do if our cycle is off, how to handle things and such. Um, so if you are not on hormonal contraception um, and you're a woman who's been through puberty, congratulations, this applies to you. So we're going to talk all about why we do, why our body does the things that it does. Um, and, you know, especially handling um, cycles being off, that happens to most of us at some point in our lives. I wouldn't say most, it's kind of a big statement, but a lot of us have had times when our cycle just wasn't quite right. Um, especially younger women. I, myself, I, I was uh, about 14 years old and I went months without having a period. And I thought something's wrong with me. It turns out it was a lot of, um, we had just moved to a different country. I was going through a lot of stress. My diet changed, all that kind of stuff. But um, the younger a woman is or the closer to puberty she is or the closer a woman is to menopause, Cycles can be just out of control and crazy sometimes. Um, so chances are you're one of those people who you've had times when you're like, oh, my cycle's not regular, something's wrong, but you are not alone. Um, so a lot of women suffer from that, from pain and other symptoms, other things go on. Um, and we really need to be encouraged to speak out and really talk to our GPs even like just have a friend you can talk to about this stuff, not necessarily a medical professional, but somebody who's going to be like, yeah, periods, normal, we have them, end of story. Um, I just think it's important not to keep this stuff secret um, because it's our bodies. There's nothing wrong with our bodies. We can talk about it. Um, and I think it's also too um, important to celebrate the fact that um, we have the superpower well, the menstrual cycle is part of the superpower that we have to grow other humans, which is pretty cool. And I think that's something that um, we don't need to really hide. And that's something that um, we need to kind of like celebrate the mystery of it, I guess, and talk about it a bit more. So let's dive in. Um, our hormones, now we're going to talk about a lot of like technical stuff. Stay with me. Yes, it's it's all good. Um, our hormones work in sync with each other, and they kind of respond to each other in different ways. We have 
two really major players out there. I'll introduce you to estrogen and progesterone. Now, disclaimer, um, this is one of those topics where um, you kind of need some visual stuff going on. Um, you don't have to, but it really makes it a lot better, you know, to talk about this kind of stuff. So if you are listening on Spotify or iTunes, I'm going to try to be as descriptive as I can. But if you want, pop over to YouTube when you get a chance and just see all the junk that I've got on the table in a minute. Um, you've got, you can see it in all its glory and it'll give you a, a better flavor for what's going on. Flavor, pun intended, you'll see why in a minute. Um, so moving on. I'm going to stop right here because I'm thinking I'm about to get into that. Let's see. No, I'll tell you, I'll tell you when. Okay. Okay. I'll start with moving on. So moving on, um, estrogen, that's the big one. Progesterone, another big one. Estrogen um, has some of the side effects. They make our it makes our skin look really good. Our hair feels lustrous when that's kind of going on in our bodies. When estrogen's a little bit up, when progesterone's a little bit up, we feel tired. Our boobs hurt. Our skin is like crap. <laughs> Progesterone's not all bad. It's really not, but. Um, those are some of the things that we can feel when those things are high or low in our bodies. Their purpose isn't to do those things, obviously not to make your skin look like crap. Um, their purpose is to help us with the superpower. And we'll talk about that later, like why estrogen is important, why progesterone is important. So um, I have a little bit of a visual illustration for you guys. We're going to do uh, marshmallow time. So I've got two little cups here. Uh, Oh, yeah, estrogen, which, fun fact, in the United States, estrogen starts with an E, but here in Ireland, it was with an O. And progesterone. So we've got our little cups here, and these will be our little visuals, and the marshy mellows. So this this white marshmallow guy, he uh, he's going to be progesterone, and our little purple marshmallows will be estrogen. So we've got our little visuals there. So we are going to look over here. See that? The cycle, the lovely cycle, and my artistic skills, which, you know, are amazing. Um, so let's start. Let's start at the very beginning. I can't sing. Um, so day one, we have a drop in estrogen progesterone. So our little estrogen and progesterone cups are empty. And that's the start of, that's the start of Shark Week, the period, the bleeding, the horrible, horrible cramps. It's just such a magical time. Um, yeah, it's so great. So we have empty cups, not much there. Um, that actually tells the brain to say to the ovaries, hey, start making an egg. And a little hormone gets released called follicle stimulating hormone or FSH. Um, one of your lucky ovaries uh, you know that ovaries actually switch sides each month. One takes a turn one month to, to make an egg and one takes a turn the other month. Fun fact. Um, I call mine Jedward ovaries too. Do, they do the job. Um, so one of your ovaries starts making an egg and that means estrogen is going to start going up. So we're going to fill up our little cup here 
with estrogen. Oh, yay. And as estrogen goes up, the reason for this this here is the uterus wants to be nice and plush so that that fertilized egg, if a fertilized egg ends up happening, um, can have a really comfy place to camp out. Um, so estrogen, the role of it is to help build up the inside of the uterus so it's nice and comfy. Um, so as estrogen keeps rising, tells our brains that our uterus is ready for an egg. So our uterus is like, no problem. And it, you know, we're feeling great. We feel on top of things, you know, our skin looks amazing, our hair looks really good, we wanna get out and socialize, all that kind of stuff, it's really awesome. Um, that's of course after, you know, day five-ish, when we're not cramping and hurting so much and we're ready to move on with our lives and get moving. Um, so, <clears throat> our estrogen tank is, is fairly full. Let's just put all this estrogen in here and going to be amazing because we're just going to have so much wonderful hormones in our bodies. Yay. Um, so then day 14, boom, boom, boom. day 14 happens. And then the, the uterus is like, we're ready for an egg. We're ready for an egg. The ovaries go, here's your egg. Bam. Ovulation. So day 14-ish, no, not everybody's the same exactly, but day 14-ish, the egg comes out and it makes its way down to the uterus. Um, <clears throat> so when the egg is released, that means that the ovaries produce a, produce a little bit more estrogen and then a lot of progesterone. Here we go. Hello, white marshmallows. So the little white marshmallows are going into our thing and you can probably hear them on the mic. There's our white ones. So the progesterone tank keeps filling up and the estrogen tank is kind of getting a little bit lower because the estrogen is, or sorry, the progesterone's going up. And around day 20 or so, day 20-ish, progesterone is kind of high. And you know the reason for progesterone isn't just to make you feel terrible. I'm gonna eat some of these. They're pretty good. The, the reason for progesterone is to help a little fetus that it, if a fetus is growing in there, the progesterone helps keep the fetus healthy and alive and stuff. But it also makes us feel bloated and, you know, um, we can't think straight. You know, my progesterone's probably up, but this is why I can't think straight either. Back off, man. I need these. They're really good. Um, so progesterone's going up. We're feeling not on top of our game. We're feeling like our skin is terrible and our boobs are hurting. And we have spots on our face and total brain fog yet again. Um, but it's all in case we have a little fetus growing, or sorry, a little embryo growing in there needing to be taken care of. So we're at day 28. If no baby implants, then, oh no, there is a drop, bloop, a drop in estrogen and a drop in progesterone. That humongous drop, our empty cups here, that's what says to the uterus, it's time to bleed and wreak havoc on my life. And there you go. And the process starts over again. So, you know, uh, the superpower <laughs> is sometimes the worst. Um, 
sometimes I'm like, how about we trade this for Reading Minds or The Power of Flight or something like that? But here's the thing. I've, I've grown two humans inside of me. Um, so I kind of feel pretty amazing that my body was able to do that. Um, it is a superpower. It's a cool thing. Um, even if you have, even if you never have kids, it's still amazing to know that our bodies can regulate like this and that our bodies have this amazing communication system going on. I mean, it's really incredible. Um, sidetrack a little bit. If you're on hormonal contraception, like the ring, the pill, or the patch, where you can have, it's potential to have a hormone-free week, like you have a, um, a week of placebo pills or so. Um, when you have a period, I'm using air quotes, um, you're not actually having a period. Um, I remember back when the uh, estrogen and progesterone cups got emptied out on day, just right before day one, um, and then you have that, boof, that drop in hormones, that little dip it tells your uterus it's time to empty out so that when you take the placebo week, um, that's what's happening. So fun fact. I mean, I think it's fun. You know, you might be bored right now, but I think it's fun. Make sure to I'm going to uh, talk about the next part in a minute. But before we move on, make sure that you watch the video from Glamour that I'm going to put the link below. It's another YouTube video. It's probably one of the best videos I've ever seen on the menstrual cycle because she has a, it's a girl who's like demonstrating how you feel the entire time. And it um, corresponds with estrogen and progesterone, their rise and their fall and all the things that happen during the cycle. It's really, really cool. And I think it's kind of user friendly. Um, so Next part, um, what do we do if things aren't trucking along as normal when it comes to um, our periods and we're not on contraception? Let's just say that. So a very common question uh, that can come up is I'm less than 21 days, like my cycle takes from period to period, it's less than 21 days um, or more than 35 days because that's your limit. It needs to be between 21 days and 35 days to be considered, quote, normal. Um, so if it's not between those days, then it's not typical, but there are answers. So I'll put a link below to, to check up on this. Um, it's a link with a little bit, bit more information about it. You know, um, if we go to our GP or we talk to a friend or something and we feel like we come away not satisfied without answers, you know, we shouldn't really be satisfied with, well, this just happens to women sometimes and we just have to suck it up. There are things to try. There are medications, um, diet, diet changes, there's tests we can do. Um, we, women really should not ever have to live with irregular bleeding or pain and just carry on with it. Um, there's so much, so many advances that we've made in science that can help us to find the answers that we need. And we really need to encourage other women, ourselves included, to ask questions and stand up for our bodies. So if something's going wrong, we don't need to be quiet about it. We need to talk to somebody. So if we do need more help, we can know what to ask our GP or our gynecologist if you're referred to them, if it's a little bit, um, if there's something your GP can't, can't answer. First question I think is a good one is what medications or supplements could I try? Um, that's usually not the first thing you'd go to, but it's it's a good question to ask because there are things that you can try and your gynecologist or GP will know a lot more about that kind of stuff. Um, another question is, 
can we see if there's something else going on in my body that's affecting my cycles? So asking about checking your thyroid is a good thing, especially if you're over 30. Um, if you're 30 on up, you need to have your thyroid checked every year. That's just one thing that I learned when I turned 30. Um, so check on that thyroid. If something's going on, that could be what's happening is your thyroid might not be putting out the proper hormones that your body needs. Um, also, if your thyroid hormone appears normal, the one that they normally check, it's three little letters called TSH. If that's normal, but your symptoms are still a little bit off, like you're tired or you're gaining weight or things like that are happening or your cycles are irregular, um, there are other thyroid hormones other than that one that your GP can check for. So, I mean, you're the patient, you're the boss of your body, you have a right to ask, hey, are there other thyroid hormones that you could check me for, please? And thank you. <laughs> um, so don't be afraid to ask these questions. I know it seems really daunting and you know, when you walk in there, you're not the one in charge, but really you are in charge because it's your body that you are trying to, to take care of. So um, another question you can ask is, um, can you check my other hormones to see if that, there might be a cause with some of those other hormones? There's other, the ones that we briefly talked about, follicle stimulating hormone or lutein, luteinizing hormone. Those are two big ones that when they, when it comes to ovulation, those guys are there. Uh, they can actually check for those things. Um, just to see if your body's making the hormones that it needs to be making. Um, Another question is, um, is there anything that I can change with my diet that might help? Um, some women find that they have high blood sugar and that can actually be related to uh, some things that can make it hard for the body to produce the hormones it needs. If your blood sugar is too high, uh, you can actually start to produce um, some male hormones like t testosterone that can actually counteract what's going on with your female hormones. So lowering your blood sugar could for many women help with the ovulation. Uh, lastly, um, would it help to do another scan, to do a scan or another test to look closely at my ovaries, uterus, and fallopian tubes? Because some women, especially if you've got pain going on with irregular cycles, you might have some scarring in there. You might have things um, like ovarian cysts. That's a thing where if you get a real sharp pain um, near the bottom of your tummy, bottom sides of your tummy, um, that 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 could be an ovarian cyst. And sometimes they dissolve on their own. I, I sent a lot of patients for ultrasounds because they had pain and I felt something there. When they got to the ultrasound room, there was nothing there because the cyst dissolved. And that happens, you know. But it's worth checking out. If something's going on and you're having pain, don't be silent about it. Make sure that you tell your GP or your, your gynecologist everything you can because the more information they have, the better they'll be able to help you. Um, so the last thing, last question, if they, if whoever you're seeing is unwilling to help you and un unwilling to really go the extra mile to see that you have your questions answered, the last question is, can you refer me to someone else for a second opinion? It's a hard one to ask because, you know, we feel like we don't want to be impolite. You know, we don't, you know, we're, we're scared to do these kinds of things sometimes, but there are answers and there are people out there who want to help and want to put in the extra work to make sure that you have your questions answered and your body feels normal again. So make sure that you stick up for yourself and 
ladies, let's just encourage each other to ask the right questions and, um, and really not be ashamed of what's going on with our bodies. I talked to a GP recently who said that there's a lot of women who come to her clinic with a reproductive health problem. And a lot of times the woman will be like almost out the door when she finally turns around and tells her what she's really there for. And it's because for some reason or another, like a lot of these problems have just become taboo. We're almost scared to tell our own doctors stuff that's going on. So really, um, don't be, don't be scared to talk to your GP because GPs, they want to help. They're trained to do this. And, um, they, they, they do want to help you live a life that's pain-free and a life where you can just get on with it and you don't have to worry about your cycles. So to recap, we talked about the ins and the outs of the menstrual cycle and some steps that we can take if our cycles are just a little bit off. Um, make sure that you click like and subscribe for more of this sort of thing um, because in future episodes, I think it'd be kind of fun to talk about um, your cycle questions anonymously if you'd like. Um, if you want to send those in, you can always e- email me at just me directly. I'm the only one who gets this. Katie at zoecommunity.ie. And we can chat more about that if we get enough emails, enough responses. Um, we can do a, a Q&A thing and I'll bring a guest in with me, like a GP or a gynecologist or someone, and we can just chat about those questions. But until next time, keep living unshamed. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Unshamed Podcast. Join us next time for another topic that we hope empowers you. Don't forget to like and subscribe and share this with your friends.